Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mind Over Matter radio show. I'm Anna Sinski. I'm your host for today, and I'm here with my co-host, Bexy Bex. Hello. I'm so excited to be back. It's been so long. Yeah, and we are here with our amazing guest, Mila Fernova. Hello, hello. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, uh, Mind Over Matter is a collective where we basically discuss mental health, the spoken word, poetry, and hip-hop, and song, and we do different open mics, we do different poetry events around London and online. We also do mental health workshops, writing workshops, and we have this wonderful space at Moda Femme where once a month we interview different guests about their work, about their poetry, and about mental health as well and the link between the two. So today we are interviewing the wonderful Mila Fernova. She is a poet and maybe she can tell us a bit more about herself. <laughs> yes, yes. What do I do? Who am I? Um, <laughs> Such hard questions. I'm a, um, a poet, a writer, spoken word artist, a workshop facilitator. I'm a podcast host. Um, yeah, and I'm a project manager as well. So I do, I, I wear many different hats. Um, but I think if I had to be honest, then poetry features in pretty much everything I do, or I try to, to make it that way. Yeah, I am very, very mesmerized by your poetry. Um, I have heard it on so many different open mics, and I think you always bring a lot of soul and a lot of heart into your work. It's very... Yeah, it, it's just very heartfelt. It really comes from the heart and from your own experiences, I think. You can really hear that, in my opinion, anyways. Thank you, yeah. Um, I would agree. I think I, um, I do write from the heart. I do write from the soul. I write about things that I feel passionately about. And I think that when you do that, that comes across, um, you know, in the open mics or when you're performing and when you're writing. And I never really write for an audience. I never really... I mean, unless it's a commission piece, I'm really writing about things that I'm trying to make sense of or something that I feel passionate about. And um, I'm, I've been described as quite visceral with my poetry, so I do go for the jugular sometimes, um, <laughs> you know, because I want to get my point across. And I, I, you know, I feel passionately about being authentic and bringing yourself to your poetry, like not trying to be like anyone else. I love the way that you said um, it's all about passion and it comes from the heart. So I just wanted to ask, like, how long did it take for you to actually step and walk in the writing poetry process? Because for me, it took me a long time to say, oh, I am a poet. Before I was like, oh, no, I just write down words. I mm. just do stuff. So, like, how long did it take for you to actually step into your truth and start walking that path? Was it an immediate thing? or? I mean, I've been writing poetry ever since I was in primary school. So, you know, but that kind of poetry is obviously very, very different to, you know, to the poetry I write today. Um, but I would say that, um, yeah, so the writing journey was from, I was very young. Um, and I've always been writing in some capacity throughout. And then actually the spoken word journey started when I was back in uni. Mm. And um, it happened because I was doing a law degree at LSE. Um, very academically challenging and intense Sounds and like I needed <laughs> yeah <laughs> a fantastic uni fantastic course I have no regrets but I needed I'm a creative at heart I needed a creative outlet so it started by me writing song lyrics mm. and um, my friends at the time 
Um, they were all from a musical background, so some were from a gospel background. Two of the girls were French Algerian, one could rap, one was an amazing singer. We hooked up with a guy who was doing a music production course on one of our many nights out, as you do as a first year uni student. Mm. And he was like, come down to the studio and just jam. Like, you know, don't have to have anything prepared, let's just do that. So that's how it started. We'd be in a 12-track studio, Caledonian Road, be jamming out, um, you know, just like freestyle to instrumentals, things like that. So it started as writing, writing song lyrics. And then it kind of developed into, again, my first love, going stripping it back more to the poetry. And then... When I was in uni, there was like all these different societies, the Poetry Society, the Afro-Caribbean Society, there's so many. So they were all doing like um, talent shows and talent showcases. So someone said to me, oh, you should, you know, you should do your poetry. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? They were like, yeah, 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 you should do your poetry on stage, you know, like do it for one of the talent contests. And I'd never done it before. So I was like super nervous, didn't know what to expect. But um, I actually ended up winning that first showcase that I entered. Um, it was all the London Uni, so it was like LSE, King's, UCL, Westminster, all of those. So, And I just remember the buzz that I got, and I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> I like see. I like it here. <laughs> we can do this more. <laughs> and then from there, I discovered um, the open mic circuit in London and the slam poetry. Farago was one of the first to start up back then. Now there's like one pretty much every night or every week. Um, but back then there wasn't so many, and that's how I started on the spoken word scene. So I've been owning the the poet label for a little while now. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Do you do slam poetry as well? I did. I started off with slam poetry, and I won a couple of slams, and then I won a. Um, she said that so casually. And she's just like, yeah, and I won a couple of slams. <laughs> just a couple. Yeah, yeah but know. I hate the thing is, I won yeah. it because I suppose when you're first starting out on the scene and something's new to you, you come with a hunger. You're quite hungry to want to yeah. compete in things, you know, that you're excited Definitely. about. And um, there it was a new, you know, it was a whole new arena for me and there was an energy about it. And But then the more I did slam poetry, the more I started to hate it. I'll be honest. I'm not a fan of slam poetry. That's me personally. I've done it. I've won slams. I've won awards for poetry. I've, you know, I've... I've been international with the poetry. Like, I've done many things with it. But slam poetry, for me, you know, this is no disrespect to slam <laughs> poets. This is no disrespect to any organisation that run slam poetry. Um, <laughs> because, you know, uh, that's the thing I love about poetry. There's no right and wrong and there's different, there's different circles, yeah. right? Different scenes. But for me, I don't, I'm not in competition mm. with anyone. I mean, I think that slam poetry brings an element of judgment to poetry when mm. poetry is a very free-spirited art. So I think sometimes it can kind of feel like, hmm, it, it loses its magic a little bit, I think. So I kind of see what you mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's, it's very closely aligned to the, the rap battle thing, you know, back yeah. and forth. And although in poetry slams, it's not really, you're not going head to head with someone, you know, like talking about their mum and things like that, like, you know, they do in the rap battle It's scene, not as mean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I feel personally like slam poets um, fall into this thing where they're very competitive and it's very um, performance mode and it's more about the delivery and the performance than it is necessarily about the words. That's, that's my personal take on it, mm -hmm. you know? And like you said, for me, poetry has got so many different styles and we all come with our own 
different, unique um, brand, you know, our own delivery, our own cadence, you know, all of these things. And, you know, you can't really compare two different poets. You, you're always going to like some poets better than others just because of who you relate to. Yes. Or, you know, you might like the, the way they deliver or, or, the, or their style of poetry. But I don't think that you can necessarily say, well, that poet's better than that poet. Yeah, I was judging the shits and scribbles slam like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And I remember it was so interesting, like every judge just focused on such different things. For me, it was more about the content of the words. And then another judge focused only on flow, another one only on delivery. And it was just so interesting to see like our opinions were so different. Yeah. They were like worlds away. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, when, when I've seen slams being judged, you know, how fair is it? So how many, how many different categories are you breaking it down into? Like you say, is it content? Is it delivery? Is it flow? Is it performance? Is it the fact that you're reciting it from memory and not from the page? Because, you know, some judges will, will score you really mm. uh, low because you haven't memorised it. Mm. And is that really what we're judging poetry on? You know, so I think there's different lanes. There are different lanes. You know, there's performance poetry. There's spoken word there's written poetry and then you know like how are you gonna you know I th I, for me content is key and of course as a spoken word artist you are you know you are um in the arena where you are performing but i just don't i, I just start it starts to put my back up because i'm like this is not i'm not a performing monkey you know what i mean that's 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 where my mind goes to so i'm, I'm gonna do what i do and I, it's not going to be in a slam. Like, if you want to listen, it's all good. <laughs> if you don't... <laughs> How long did you do slams for and what was your favourite um, title? I would say Best Performance by a London Poet, the Farago Poetry mm. Slam. So that's back in the early 2000s. Um, and that again, that was like early on in my career. And it was before you start getting known on the circuit and then you start getting invited as a featured performer rather than, you know, you're there early to sign up for the open <laughs> mic and you know is there enough slots left you know you actually yes you will be i mean they like to call it the terminology has changed slightly right so I, my observation over the years of how the poetry scene has changed used to be open mics um with a featured performer and now mm. it's like headliner mm. yeah so the, the terminology has changed slightly and um don't get me wrong, I will still sign up to open mics. I'm not saying I will only perform as a yeah. featured performer. I will still sign up to open mics because there's value in it. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's great to create spaces for all kinds of poets, whether they're seasoned poets, they've been doing it mm -hmm. for years, whether they've just started. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've done all, a lot of different events across London. Um, and I really, if, if there's any one regret I have, it's not exploring um, the spoken word scenes internationally. Because someone said to me years and years ago, you know, you should go to New York, you should go to Philly, they'll love your stuff over there. Mm. Um, and, you know, I have heard from a lot of artists that go out there is that the reception you get is very different. Like, we're learning here, we're learning the clicks and the support and the, you know, like, empowering each other. But it's taken quite a lot to create that culture over here whereas I feel like let's say in New York in Philadelphia and places like that they they're like they are very vocal about mm. supporting artists so so how do you feel like during lockdown because I like I know for myself and I'm pretty sure Anna's yeah. had the same experience like um during lockdown poetry 
went to a whole different level. Like I was in poetry rooms in Canada, in Australia, yeah. Mexico, just because lockdown and it's all online, yeah. which I would never have done physically if it wasn't for that. So like, how did you find like the lockdown poetry process? Was that it's easy a, for it's you? It's a really good question. So, so I'm talking about early career and what I suppose what I haven't touched on but your question has brought it up, is the hiatus in between. So there was a period where I took a big step back from the poetry scene, from performing. I've always been writing, um, but in terms of performing and, and doing anything on that side, I took a big step back from the scene. And as we'll get into a bit later, life happens and other things happen, right? So for me, lockdown, as awful as it's been for a lot of us and it's you know taken taken the world by like it's turned the world upside down but for me in terms of the lockdown and poetry it's been phenomenal because one it's brought me back into the scene it's introduced me to no new poets on the current circuit and like you said you know i've been in virtual poetry events all over the world you know and Go met poets yeah. yeah like you know met poets that i would never um have crossed paths with if it wasn't for it going online or ig lives or you know these zoom virtual events so yeah um it's been yeah. brilliant in that way yeah definitely it's an it's an opportunity to connect with people you would have never connected with otherwise but at the same time i feel like it's such a different vibe like i love people i love being in a room full of people so obviously it's not the same but it's something for something exactly right? exactly yeah. and that, you know there's there's pros and cons of it all I, I think there's nothing to beat being on a physical stage with a physical audience there's nothing to beat that atmosphere and you know you just can't replace that but you know i suppose in the creative arts we have to find ways to um keep surviving and keep adapting and keep evolving and so you know the fact that you can connect with other poets still and create a community albeit online has been really good yeah. so but yeah i, I think, think we're all waiting mm -hmm. we're all waiting for the time oh, where we can uh, get back <laughs> what is the first show that you're going to hear as soon as the outside opens um I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so so in between the lockdowns when it got lifted, um, I came to my first Mind Over Matter one in East London. That's the best. One. I think it was in North. No, was it North or maybe East? Yeah, I think I it was North. North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were North there as well. Well, I, I know it was out of my ends, and I know it was a mission. <laughs> I know it was a mission to get to, but it was an amazing event. Um, felt like underground, vibey. You know, it was like soft lighting and. It was just amazing. It was an amazing space. There were some amazing poets. I remember the the headliners were amazing. All the open micers were amazing. The hosts were amazing, <laughs> of course. Obviously. Um, shout out to to Fisky, Miss Yankee, both yourselves, Anasinski, Becky Bex. Um, it yeah. And then BYOB at Wembley Box Park. Mm -hmm. Trouble Tongues at um, the Jago in Dalston. So those are the ones that I managed to hit in between where it got lifted slightly and, you know, it was still like masks and social distancing, but mm. they managed to put on live events. So, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. There's still so many that I want to explore, but I haven't had a chance to because of the last year. So, yeah, we shall see. Yeah, <laughs> I think you made a good choice. Mind Over Matter is definitely the best one. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Obviously, we're not biased at of all. Course we're not, not biased at no, all. No, no, no. <laughs> Could you also tell us a bit more about the workshops that you do? I know that you do a lot with that. Yeah, so this is something that I, um, 
I made the shift from being full-time employed, running a PR department, um, long hours, very stressful lifestyle, and I was like, yeah, I've had enough of this. Um, I want to be able to use all of my skills, knowledge, and experience, but I want to work for me, and I want to be freelance, and I want a better work-life balance, and I want to be my own boss, and I want to bring as much creativity to what I do as possible. So that has meant that I consult and do... Um, workshops for different clients and organizations um, and that is poetry and creative writing workshops but for different clients it's with different things so with some arts organizations like um, Clean Break which works with ex-offenders um, or there's a there's a um, there's one I did recently called Passion Purpose and Power and that would that was a creative workshop with mindset coaching um, you know very much the the brief that was given to me so it's amazing how many different ways you can tap into um your mindset and your the psychology and, and and how the brain works through creativity and that's what i'm really passionate about is bringing that to people and people that haven't even done it before don't think they can is putting them in touch with their own creativity because i believe there's a poet in all of us that's so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Such a nice vision. I wonder if you also use your like PR experience in that as well. Yeah, I think um, it's. I've done so many different things. If we're talking about, you know, how we pay the bills and how how we make money, I've done lots of different things from law to education to mentoring to PR, marketing, communication. So all of it comes into play, um, and you know, articulating yourself and being. Being good at communication because, yeah, obviously being a spoken word artist, communication is key, right? But when you start, when you start looking at the wider context of communication, it is the one thing that will save you in every avenue in your life, whether that's relationships, whether that's your professional life, you know, communication is key. So yeah, when you, when you bring that, like everything that I've learned, all the qualifications that I've got, you, you bring that all into play. And not only that, is how you communicate with other people. So poetry is a great tool for connecting with people. But, you know, not all poets are the same. There's some very introverted poets. There's some very shy poets. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, sometimes we can be a contradiction in terms, right? So when you host an event, People that don't know will not know that you're introverted or shy. They will never know that, right? And that's the beauty of it, is that we can use our art, our poetry, our words to... It's not an alter ego. It's just a different side of ourselves that we tap into, you know? And Anna, the way you communicate, like you come from a therapy background, it's just... When you talk, it's like... It's like poetry itself. It's like poetry. No, but also, it's just <laughs> like your voice is so calming. Mm. I'm like... Yeah, I could listen it's to that. It's that neuropsychology knowledge yeah, there. It's the NLP, it's the NLP <laughs> coming in. I know it's gonna tap into your brain. Use <laughs> <laughs> your powers for good. That just <laughs> that just turned into a whole different show there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna take a short little music break right mm. now and then we'll be back with mm. some more mental health related stories. Yes, and I am so excited for the first music. This is Poetica, YA, and Miss Yankee, all on one track. Jeez! I know. 
I think they should listen in. So we're going to have three songs for you guys. Um, so stay tuned, stay blessed, get a drink, listen to the vibes, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> from me, come to me, seaweed in my eyes, too high to see what you have done to me, fun to me, now, nothing to me now, I cried my tears, how, did you smile while I cried out, just to watch me drown, let down, I let out, just to know before I bow, before he gave me my crown, scribing out lies just to rise when I falter, I took in my spirit when it was my soul you slaughtered, I drowned in my tears just to forsake your fears, and I swam to the shore like that shore was that near, and I like you cared, but you choke like you're scared. scared. You go, I appear like you know why I'm here. Don't drink too carefully in this sea of broken dreams. Not everything in this river I cried is what it seems. Now you're gonna speak to defeat or speak to a queen. No currency when you're under me. But if you believe you're on top of me, then you're gonna deep how you fucked up with me. So next time you speak, speak properly. Don't need any breaths This is my habitat Enemies waging war Run our homes and zones Not having that Pulling the creatures of the deep To overwhelm Invading vessels into a heap For chaos victorious Then I take a seat I can see the demons and this semen Through my telescope When I deeped them from far off Way before they clocked us Blending into the night as if we vanished They thought they had stopped us But we're moving barbarous, banded and savage Like we never managed to civilize the nations Gentle with the Gentiles Always owed a little payment Dividends on the adjacent Can't afford to be complacent 33 turns of the word in the light Fly freer than a mason Nouveau agents Operating patience Enter with enlightenment Rather than entertainment Always provided with the meat The shelter and the raiment Yeah Yeah Slaughter in the water I caught a beast undercurrent And drowned him in his own flow Do not play with me I know these seas better than I know myself Stealth in these streams Pouring liquid through the sandman's dreams Do not Play with me. I am descended from undefined lines. Don't cross the shapes in my sand. Better wait for the tide to roll out. Watch me sink this ship with verse. My words fall like curses on shipwrecks. Put some respect on my soul name. Sunday, some rays. I'm so vain. Even I pray for my enemies. I've been blocking entities for centuries. Do not play with me. When I say my ancestors stay with me, it's not make-believe My energy supersedes your swords My rapids will take you 10,000 leagues under Leave you wondering how you skipped into your next life Osmosis moving through membranes I'm surfing through the blood I spilled into oceans Making potions from notions leaving you frozen Iceberg, shh, I know it hurts But if you fuck with water, you will be rebirthed Come back to earth as a crustacean Get yammed off a plate and digested It's best you don't test it, do not play with me
tens Baby gon' tell me she wants to just win Don't worry my baby, we out of this shit Counting this money, I hope it's legit Painting my Rari and colors real quick Fabric's expensive, we rap on the clip Pushing that button and grabbing this stick Pushing that button and grabbing this stick Feelings are feelings, gon' be for that shit Know that you feeling some way to exist Look at this money, we kinda legit You better learn You better learn Earn this money, you gon' really have to work today to make a confession. I have a problem, you see. I came here to confess that I am an addict. My drugs of choice are love, truth, knowledge and poetry. I inhale truth, light it up and take a big toke. Flood my lungs with what they should be breathing So I'm not merely teasing them with lies made of false oxygen Once again, that dopamine is flowing through my brain Like my motivation just smoked something And now I'm high as kites flying Truth be told, I should be high Because now it's our time to fly, not walk So this is no time to be losing your wings I drink Knowledge for this edifying liquid refreshes me, quenches my thirst. I can feel the clear, cold liquid running down my throat and swell in my belly. From the seeds of a thinking mind grow the strong roots of the tree to which we are all attached. I snort hieroglyphics, ancient hieroglyphics, for it's through a poet's lips I translate for you. My mind speak is louder than words, so for the unspoken to be heard, tune into the vibration frequency. And please note, this cannot be found on your FM dial. Silence has a voice too. It whispers words of inspiration when you listen carefully. I inject words into my veins Cause I can never get enough of poetry. Blood pressure to the blood supply. I swallow pills of love so I feel the rush of euphoria wash over my entire body. And the pure joy of this drug called love sends tingles down my spine. Love drug. Dopamine. Dopa. 
mine serotonin levels in my upper dome got me wanting to show you just how much i love to dance through this journey we call life my addiction of beautiful language allows me to see without obvious vision i can build cities in the sky with my words and they drift as do dreamscapes the genesis of my thoughts transcend to spoken treasures shared with kin Stories of sainthood and also of sin Cos I've been to the edge and back again And the light shines through the cracks even in the darkest days And illuminates my purpose So now We overstand that with our voices joined as one Enhancing each other's melody like the sweetest sound in harmony We go from building cities to building worlds And the multiverse aligns to cosine and greatness manifests I choose to share my words with you because My piece of the infinite puzzle fits into the positive connections of our shared knowledge To reveal the bigger picture Like an optical illusion, don't Limitless addiction. Together we are consumed by this substance called diction and we elevate it to new heights. The heart keeps you alive, but the mind dictates everything else. So make your drug of choice brain food. Overdose on knowledge, inspiration, motivation. The beauty of which is that you need no pharmacy except that of the human condition. Endeavour to always be the registered keeper of your mental vehicle and hold that precious, more than any possessions, confessions. My name is Neelofer and I am an addict, an addict of life. And membership is free, except just a small mental fee of opening one's mind to really see that you too you should be proud to be an addict just like me. Welcome back to the Mind Over Matter show. Yes, welcome back. The Our Mind Over Matter poetry show where spoken word meets hip hop and where Mind Over Matter meets Mode FM at their beautiful, beautiful facilities. So you just heard some absolute fire from three amazing amazing artists so you heard the absolute beautiful trio poetica miss yankee and ya with slaughter in the water and then the next track was i remember and we finished off with a beautiful beautiful acapella piece by our one and only guest right here in the building right now <laughs> that was a really beautiful piece <laughs> thank you um yeah i wrote addict and the thing with that track is um I've I've known addicts um, and I've loved addicts and I just wanted to flip the script on what addiction can mean. You know, sometimes you can, and this is the thing with poetry, right? You can use words to to flip something. So when when you say oh, I'm going to perform a piece called Addict, people got a certain thing in their mind of what they think you're going to say, but um, it was using all the positive things that you can be an addict of. Yeah, it's like redefining something, yeah. right? Like like addiction. So obviously, this is a mental health related show as well. So I wonder if you could maybe share some stories with our listeners of your mental health struggles. I know that you've also gone through some stuff, and maybe how poetry or writing has helped you. Yeah, I would say 
I would go so far as to say that on many occasions, um, poetry has saved my life. Poetry was the therapy I needed when I didn't have any other therapy or any anywhere else to turn or, or anyone to necessarily confide in or trust or talk to. And as dramatic as that sounds, it really, really, for me, is how I channeled a lot of my grief, a lot of my frustration, um, a lot of my hurt. You know, I've mended broken hearts. I've mended um, so ma so many things that I was feeling. And and, and the biggest thing is um, I've I've suffered with depression from the age of um, I would say eighteen, um, and it got triggered by my uncle passing away. Um, and he was he was my mum's brother. He was my uncle, but really he was my the only father figure that I had in my life. Um, and so losing him was, yeah, it triggered a lot. I was doing my A-levels at the time and I just felt like I couldn't cope. Um, and then a couple of years after I got diagnosed with depression. So something that I've battled with for many years and um, <coughs> poetry has been a really useful tool for me in terms of channeling those emotions and answering my own questions. You know, like when I felt like counselling didn't help me or when I found that antidepressant medication wasn't enough. Like, it's something that I could use. It's, you know, it's cathartic, it's therapeutic, it's all those things. And when you can pour your heart and soul into something, like into onto a page, right, initially, it's without judgment, it's without fear, it's without anything. And you can really say how you feel. And sometimes I felt like... I could say how I was feeling better through poetry and through a poem than any other way possible. Like, I'm not good at, or I haven't been historically good at, opening up to people mm. and talking about how I feel. So, in my life, I'm always used to being the one who people come to for support. Yeah. You know, who people come to for advice, who people come to to, to find the solutions or to crisis manage, yeah? Whether that be situations with my mum being a single parent or my younger sister been through some tough times so I was always used to being the one that is there for other people and that made it even harder for me to go well hold on like I need help as well so who did I go to I went to my pen mm. um, you know and that's that's not a cliche that is that is the truth that is yeah. 3 a.m. not being able to sleep suffering with insomnia and just just pouring my heart out onto the page and then really because it was so truthful some of those some of those some of that what what I wrote has actually resulted in some of the best pieces I've ever written as well yeah and I think sometimes when it comes to things like grief for example right where you feel so helpless and like nothing like there's nothing to be done when you're grieving and I think poetry can really be very life-saving or writing or art can be very life-saving in that because there's nothing else you can really do mm. so it's like an expression of your feelings is that thing that you can do in that helpless scenario yeah absolutely I mean like when I went through my divorce 2017 um, I felt like I never got the answers I needed. The way that relationship ended and what I went through in that relationship. I never got the answers I needed. So for me, in that instance, 
I use my poetry to give myself closure. Mm. Yeah, I use my poetry to tell him everything that I wanted to tell him that I couldn't tell him, you know, and to speak about everything that I felt and that I went through. And sometimes, you know, it takes time for us to catch up with processing what we've been through. And that comes afterwards sometimes, not in the moment. So you'll write different poetry in the moment and then different poetry after the event because you've had space to process it. Um, and uh, two and a half years ago, um, my nan passed away. And then six months after that, my mum passed away. So within six months of each other, I lost both my rocks, mm. both my anchors in life because my nan and my mum were my absolute heroes, my anchors, my rocks. So that was hard. That that I would say is, mm. at the time, I thought my divorce was the hardest thing I'd gone through. I didn't know what was to come. When I lost my, both my grandmother and my mum, who are my everything, both within six months of each other, that's when my world turned upside down. And that's when, to be honest with you, um, poetry helped me a lot in the grief process. Because I, I, I spoke to them through my poetry. And again, I said, I told them things that I felt for years and maybe never got to tell them. Or things that I'd want to say to them now, you know. Um, so it's helped me through my grieving process a lot. But not only that, it's put so much into perspective. Mm. So much into perspective. So so when I speak on things and say people say, oh, you're, sh you're so sure. And, you know, you bring a lot of confidence and a lot of conviction to what you say. Yeah, because I've lived it and I've processed and I've healed through it and I've done the work and that's where that comes from. Doesn't come from nowhere. <laughs> so like in terms of the process itself, um, like the writing process, you said um, some of your best work came from when you were in those moments. Mm. So in terms of when you're actually writing, because like I know some people, they will, once they're in the moment, they will just write like fire for like three hours, like pages upon pages. But me, I can write in the aftermath. Mm. So I have to process those, and then and then I can write, and then that feels cathartic. Yeah. So like, where where does your writing come in the process? My, it's always been this way. When I feel, um, when I feel the urge to write, so it's literally like bubbling out of me. When that pen hits the page, it doesn't stop until mm. that piece is finished. That's how I personally write. Like I I won't say, okay, I want to write a piece and then like write a stanza or write a verse and then put it away and then come back to it another day. It doesn't work for me like that personally. Um, and again, there's no right and wrong. But for me, when I'm, when, when inspiration hits me and it's different things that can inspire me. So for example, the piece may be ba based on grief, but it's not me sitting there thinking, right, I'm grieving and you know I'm feeling certain ways, so I'm gonna write a piece. It could be me sitting there and I've heard a song and one lyric in that song has hit me and then it's started a trail of thought and it's reminded me of things and then, yeah, the piece will come. So I'll just write um, what I'm feeling in that time and then I usually just leave it. Sometimes I've woken up out of my sleep, 2 a.m. There's always a notepad and pen by my bed um, and I've written the piece just so I can get it down because if I don't get it down in that moment, it's gone and I wake up oh in the yeah. morning and I'll be like, ah, you know, like I wish, I wish I'd got that down. And then I look at it and I'm like, you wrote that, like half asleep, okay. Um, and then maybe after a while, I might come back to it and edit it and tweak it a little bit. But in, in, in general, my writing process is 
it comes and yeah in in one and i think that's why it's so heartfelt and so raw because you write it down so raw first yeah right yeah and also isn't it interesting how like all poets that i know suffer from insomnia <laughs> seriously all poets i know have insomnia like seriously i wake up like most of my poems i have written at 3 a.m yeah like literally i've written in one of my pieces 3 a.m is magic hour because i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about that right. particular time but yeah a lot of my pieces come at that and i'm like you know i had the whole evening free what was i doing you know but 3 a.m is when it hit okay if it's you know I, you know i just gotta let it flow when it always wants to flow. Yeah. always 3 a.m also yeah. 3 a.m is the the hour that cats go crazy i don't know if you guys ever <laughs> lived with a cat but cats go crazy at 3 a.m yeah they start running around <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're just kind of like cats <laughs> we're all feline yeah yeah um I think my nine to five starts from 9 p.m. till 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, like, you know, like, you know, social media, sometimes you'll go on there and it, you're right. When I go on my social media, it's all the poets that are right awake at the crazy hours, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone else is like, there's no activity. But I'm seeing people's stories and like, oh, so you're awake too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Makes you feel better that you're of not the course. only one. Not yeah. alone. So I also wanted to ask you, so you mentioned that you went through a divorce. Mm. Um, and as you were writing about that afterwards, were you ever concerned or worried that he would see that, that he would think something, that he would say, oh my God, you wrote this piece about me? Or I didn't care. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's, that's me being real. Um, he, the funny thing is, this is what I'm going to say about this. He always pretended to encourage my my creativity and poetry but because of the relationship we had which was toxic he killed my creativity right so when I was in a relationship with him it's probably the time where I took the biggest break from feeling inspired and creative and writing like biggest break than I have done in any other period of my life just because I was so drained and so caught up in him as a person and in the relationship because I'm, I'm a person I'm like all or nothing yeah that good or bad that's me so I gave it my all so all my energy was poured into that and I had no mental capacity or emotional capacity for for creativity so when when I when I got that back when I when I got back to myself should I say um and my grandma was the one god rest her soul she said to me this was this was a wake up moment for me. She said to me, "You're not yourself anymore." She she just took one look at me. She goes, "You're not yourself anymore." She goes, "You just you just don't look happy. You're not yourself." And I I realized that without realizing, I had started to lose who I was. So when I did start writing, not that we were in contact, but if he had seen it, or if he had heard it, then. I suppose that's for him to deal with, but I I needed to do that for me, mm. and that's the difference. Is when you st when you are doing something for yourself. Um, yeah, that's the most important thing. That's great. I wonder if by realizing that your creativity was killed, you realized that that relationship was toxic, that something was off about it. Yeah, I mean, well, there was there was a lot going on there, um, but yes creativity is a big part of who I am so the fact that I didn't feel that the fact that I didn't feel inspired that I wasn't in a mental or emotional space to be creative was a big indication that yeah something's wrong here um, 
because I don't feel connected to want to express myself. So what is going on? Like, why? Why am I feeling in that way? When, when actually, I- in so much of the rest of my life, it's what my passion is. It's what my purpose is. And the older I get, the more I realise that is so intrinsically connected. My passion and my purpose is through my creativity, is through the poetry I write, the workshops that I do, helping others, uplifting others, inspiring others, um, making a difference. That's, that is what makes me happy. That's what makes me feel fulfilled. So the fact that I was concentrating on totally different things on the other end of the spectrum shows that that was not the right person to be in my life. Yeah. I have so much admiration for your journey. <laughs> and it's, it's the focus for me. So, like, what are you focused on now? Like, your, your top three things. Um, so, my focus from now is to basically, um, in every aspect of my life, is to walk in my truth. And that means making changes, and I have been doing, and I will continue to do, because it's easy to make statements like that and say, you know, we're always walking your truth and be authentic. What do you have to do to do that, though? You know, um, and and it's in everything. It's making those choices, making those sacrifices. Like I decided for me and my mental health and well-being is to concentrate on what I love doing, what I'm passionate about. And when I do that, everything starts to to manifest and fall into place. And the times in my life where I've ignored that and been like, no, 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 I have to be like everyone else and live that nine to five rat race and pay those bills and be professional and be in the corporate world and ignored all of my creative pursuits is when I've been at my least fulfilled and my least happy. So my, I've got loads of things that I want to achieve, but I'm also conscious that everyone has their own journey. So yes, I want to get published. I want to publish my first collection. That is long, long overdue. I can't believe I haven't done that already. Um, I have had tracks released on some labels, so, you know, poetry with music. Again, I took a break from that because of some bad experiences I had with producers. Um, But, yeah, that's something I'm looking to do. And also, this year, what I've started to do is I've started a series of collaborative pieces with other poets because I want to push my pen and I want to challenge myself because I can write for days. I have my own writing process. You know, I'm comfortable in that. But when you write collaboratively with someone, it's a whole different challenge. And so that's what I'm challenging myself to do now. And it's going to be part of a series that I'm going to release and there's going to be videos with it. So, yeah, there's a lot that I want to do, um, you know, get published and, and also really build on my network of of people and organisations that I'm working with with the poetry workshops. Because what gives me a lot of fulfilment is when I see other people inspired or other people come away from a workshop feeling like, oh, you know, I feel a sense of release or I feel a sense of connection with myself that I didn't feel before. And that's empowering for people. And that's that's what I want to continue doing. Yeah. It's like the energy from that is so inspiring, right? For yourself and for other people. And people come from your workshop and they write a piece and they're like, this really helped me. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the last workshop I did, we did... Um, we did something where we, I asked them to write write a letter to their younger self. And because of what we'd done in the lead up to that writing prompt and exercise, it made some people cry. Because
because these are things that we don't often take the time to do. And, and with writing workshops and poetry workshops in general, when you have committed an hour to being in that space, it's very different to when you're sitting on your own and you're like, yeah, I might do some writing today. But when you're told, okay, you know, you have five minutes or you have ten minutes to do this, and you just really focus, it really helps people to do that and sometimes to be in a space where they're collectively sharing, you know, with others because it's that sense of connection that a lot of us don't feel when we're in our houses, flats, rooms, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, it's um, it's a great way of connecting and helping others, you know. Like, I've mentored ex-offenders who were struggling through through the, the first lockdown and it was a 12-week program where I mentored them weekly, you know, and one of them was inspired to, to start writing her own first collection because of it. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of people struggling. And I think, you know, if we can use our gifts and we can use our creativity to help others, then you yeah. just can't beat that, really. Yeah. I always say, you know, if everyone just thought, what can I do? How can I contribute to the world to make mm. it a better place and just use your talents? Mm. If everyone did that and, like, honestly used their talents, mm. the world would just be amazing. Yeah amazing yeah what i would what i would say to that is that we live in we live in a culture and a society that values money very highly yeah money makes the world go around which is fair enough but we we live in that to the point where we get caught up as labeling ourselves and living lives through consumerism and being a consumer but what i say is that there's such power and value in knowledge exchange rather than monetary exchange. And I feel like the poet circles and the, the poetry community, we understand that we're on that what mental wavelength, you know, like that knowledge exchange, that's those spaces that we create, there's a lot of power in that. Um, and that's what we're not encouraged to do because mm -hmm. there isn't maybe mon money attached to it. But that isn't the be all and end all. Like, you know, if we're gonna just live in, being individual consumers, then that's that's that is the recipe for disconnection. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that connection, and it's the perfect way to go into the musical interlude because where are we? We are at Mind Over Matter, where spoken word meets hip hop and poets meet music. So we're gonna have three songs for you right now, three of current faves, current faves. So listen to the tracks, join us afters, and leave the name go straight into the first track Jules featuring Golden Phoenix we never run had to smash down doors knocked on the surface had to draw sense in I'm no one worth it your NO's kept me jaded escalating fear intimidated cause some be Oscar Wilde
doors, knocks on the surface. Had to draw sense in, I'm no one worth it. Your NOs kept me jaded, escalating, fear intimidated. Cause some be Oscar Wilde. I've been penning for existence. I've been doing this for years ever since then. Take us for granted, we're one of a kind. A woman can flex their body, soul, and mind. Hey, we stand victorious. Our voices will be heard. They will be heard. Cause we are lions. We never run, we never run. We stand victorious. Our voices will be heard. They will be heard. Cause we are lions. We never run, we never run. Let's go. Damned if I do. to sing along with us. Trickle, nature's symbol, the waterfall riddle, insides tingle. Why not live a little? Why not give a little? Why not breathe? Not just inhale, exhale, but breathe. My call to arms, your morning homage, my open palms hold your falling stars. Together we are perfect. You're yellow and blue, but green, together we are. Together we are perfect, dancing when the sun comes up. You're giving me purpose, take away my breath, hold up. Together we are learning, teach me from the stark ground up. Wish your magnificence burning, I know, I know, 
I wish Earth could see the enemy when I'm bathing in her imagery. Listen, hear her singing G. No quartet or symphony. More raw like gets and sing for me. And I like all her similes. Please replace my need for intimacy. With respect for your intricacy, this is simple to see. I'm not stepping on bees. I'm not trying to preach, but I'm begging you listen to her ecosystem because it's full of hidden wisdom. Need to treat her like a sister, but we burn, I leave her blistering. Barely watching inkling into her demise. It's as if we only see in black and white skies, but it's black and white lies. No way to disguise the dumb guy who denies climate change. It's hard to explain. If only flattery with words worked, I'd show you a word's worth. I could make your climate change because Earth. Your pattern picture perfect with your patchwork pillow surface It's certain I'm asserted to serving your purpose There's nothing more worth it than saving the earth When it's bruised and it's hurt and it's raised from the dirt Time and time again There's nothing more worth it than saving the earth Cause it's plain that we hurt it Damn man, it's planes that hurt it There's nothing more worth it than saving the earth Cause without it we're worthless It is our only inhabitable surface Together we are perfect Dancing when the sun comes up You're giving me purpose Take away my breath, hold up Together we are learning Teach me from the start, ground up Put your magnificence burning I know, I know, it's over now Resource that can cure depression for free Or enhance anyone's happiness Exercising nature and sea, but that don't make peas for pharmaceutical companies So I'm challenging these valiant pushing freaks Pharmaceuticals cure everything please When the side effects may cause suicidal thoughts in young people How they're giving this to depressed teens is evil Especially when it's not a last resort But the NHS council only has half an hour a month to talk And they might not mention the nature's attack of depression weapon But they're happy to invest in battle and inventing weapons Destroying our beautiful natural settings The only thing heaven sent, not that I believe Screaming, save the elements Sitting in these trees, playing in their reverence Here I am on the track now, narrating back the evidence Narrating back the evidence Narrating back the evidence It's so evident, yeah You are the foundation of all our art I could not rhyme all that thou art You are the foundation of all our art I could not rhyme all that thou art
Now I'm just a pimp, watch me get my pants and speak Peek up I'm hiding from my tombstone in a cemetery Death is not a friend, so I don't wanna see the enemy Oh fuck life, cause life is a friend of my enemy 96 I traced to earth, spirit's been a century Guided me to see expressive art is a century Heart to use my heart to communicate centrally Empty inside, empty bottles in my fantasy Pouring tears, pour a drink, then pour out on a melody Remember, these emotions are just temporary So never ask me how I'm feeling after I articulate Cause chances are I might just slip and tell you accidentally Chances are I really don't wanna relive the memories But ask me to perform, I'll share a few more Feel the coolest when I'm heated so I'm always lukewarm You ever had to wipe your face from tears that you've caused? Praying that you only will imagine Cause I had a clean heart, it always find happiness So when I take an L after L after L after L I wonder why that still hasn't happened yet We kick ourselves when shit doesn't go according to plan That's the thing about divine timing Sometimes we are powerless and must accept what we can't control Control what we can't accept Back when I used to dance, some would say I had moves Some would say I should quit, some would tell me improve Started thinking I'm shit, no one's feeling my groove I laugh about it now, back then I wasn't amused Just put yourself in my shoes, sensitive to abuse With everything that I do, somebody wanna screw Now my thoughts are in ink, incubating my room Hatching plans like, how am I gonna paint my mood? Started reaching for souls, some are telling me shoot Wear my heart on my sleeve, pour it out on a tune But sometimes I struggle to articulate Sometimes I was no, no. Ever used your words to paint? Watch me get my pen to speak. Peek a I'm hiding from my tombstone in the cemetery. Death is not a friend, so I don't wanna see the end of me. Fuck life, cause life is a friend of my enemy. Kept this witch is waiting at this place that I went to eat and said, I will attend to you because you are attend to me. We had an endless chat about discovering identity. I need to know this entity that God has clearly sent to me, but somehow the combo started slipping sections. Eventually, we should learn about my venture, then pretend to be genuinely concerned. Say eventually, tell me how your feelings spiritually and mentally We connect on so many levels, that's how I know that we're meant to be Tell me, do you believe in destiny? But I'm steady thinking about the one that got away They say they don't know what they had until it's too late I was fortunate to not be one in that position But somehow I'm still feeling like she was supposed to stay I think I love you, but my mind is at war and I wanna hug you Squeeze you tightly of course, but I can't touch you Cause I'm covered in thorns, meaning I'll hurt you if you come back for more, I don't want to play you. So let's put this on pause. While I'm learning to articulate. I expose all my wounds when I articulate. And I, I swear. If I tried as many times as I talked about it, I doubt that I would be here to talk about it. It almost feels like I've dragged the situation. I need to get over by now. So this is the last time I'll ever mention suicide. I know a guy who told me. Death never knocks when it's suitable. Still, I pray that only angels show up at my funeral, reminding everybody that everything will be beautiful because a man is still articulate. A man is still articulate. Ever use your words to paint? Watch me get my pen to speak. Articulating vivid images intensively. Ma, 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 ma.
Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to Mind of a Master, where spoken word meets hip hop and poetry meets music. I'm your host, Bex the Bex, with the lovely, beautiful Anna Sinisi, and we are joined in the studio by Wilson over. Say hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello. So I wanted to ask you, Nilofer, mm. um, if you have ever received any kind of advice on mental health, like three top tips or three best pieces of advice mm. that you've received about mental health that have helped you on your journey, whether it was through divorce, that depression you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can mention three main things. I don't know if they're all necessarily pieces of ad external advice, but I know they're three lessons. Yeah. Um, I would say one is, um, so I've always been, and I suppose I, 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 I learned this lesson from, uh, from my grandmother, who I was very close to um, growing up. And <coughs> she made me believe very strongly in never to have a victim mentality because it's very damaging when you, uh, there's a lot of people that I speak to and I come across and everything that happens in their life, they're the victim. Now, I've been through some rough things, you know, and, 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 and periods in my life, but I've never seen myself as a victim of it. And, you know, there is a balance between stoicism, so you can push through and, and acknowledging the hurt and the pain or the feelings and, 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 and you know, starting your healing journey, whatever that is or whatever that needs to be. But if you if you don't see yourself as a victim, then you, you're empowering yourself the whole time to be like, I have the power to make different choices. I have the power to change this. So that's the one big lesson. I think also, you know, when you, if someone, if you always adopt the, the victim mentality, it, it just, it takes away any self-responsibility. So you don't get to create your story mm. when you adopt that. Th I think that's a very important point. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think as you get older, you learn that things are not necessarily happening to you. Sometimes they're happening for you. Um, and, you know, you hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So in, in the moment, in, the in that particular moment, you may not understand... Um, how things are, uh, you know, why things are happening. But that I, I believe everything happens for a reason. That I do believe. Um, yeah, and self-responsibility is huge. Like, you know, you're not always... The, the, the thing with the victim mentality is coming from a standpoint that you're always right and everyone else is, is always wrong. And that's very hardly the case. Like, everyone has a part to play. Um, the second one I would say is to... And I've learnt this through many different friends through many different uh, learnings and teachings um, is practice gratitude. Um, and just be, just be grateful for the, the huge blessings in your life, but also the small ones. And if you count the small ones, they usually tend to shift your whole way of thinking. Um, you know, be great because w when you're always in that mindset of I want, I want, I want, Starts, you know, th there's people that have more, and I've always been taught to look at the ones less fortunate, and so look at yourself at everything that you do have, like all the opportunities you do have. And I learned something recently, part of a um, mental health and well-being workshop is instead of saying to yourself, "I have to," 
change the language. So language that you use around yourself is hugely important. So instead of saying, I have to, you say, I get to. I love that because language creates reality. Right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So if you say to yourself, I get to, it's a whole different, you're shifting the dynamic of why you're doing things. And, you know, it's not a, a forced thing and it's not, a chore and it's not something that's negative it's like I get to do this I'm lucky enough you know I, I'm grateful enough to be able to do this and for me the biggest thing that I'm grateful for is the fact that um, where I've come from in my journey I've come from very very strong women I've come from in it, the way I describe it is I come from queendom and I have a responsibility to continue that legacy and I'm very proud of that history and that heritage and that legacy and I will do everything that I can and endeavor to always continue that legacy so I come from very very line of strong women who were brave who were courageous who were loving who were so many things um and it's really important to me to continue that um so you know I, I I'm grateful for those women, my grandmother, for example, of that generation, my great-grandmother, who were willing to do things differently, who were willing to go against the grain, for me to be able to be where I am today, to have the choice. Like, no one is dictating my choices. And if I've got that power and freedom, then it's up to me to do something amazing with that. And if I'm not, that's on me. Like, it's, it's so powerful that you mentioned gratitude. Because, like, I feel like when I... Um when I made the transition to become like a full-time poet, I had a conversation with um, Miss Yankee, who's um, a co-host that does Mind Over Matter Brixton. And um, she gave me a tarot reading and she read me for filth. <laughs> so it was like basically, I was, I was getting gigs, but I wasn't getting the gigs that I wanted. I was wanting more and like doing more. And she was like, you know what? You have to be grateful for the things that you do have because if you don't express that gratitude in this moment, they will run out if you don't give gratitude to the things that you have now mm. they will stop coming mm. so like what would you say that you're most grateful for right now in the present top three grateful things um i would say i'm grateful for the one one first and foremost is the women that i have in my life um the women that i have in my life who i'm close to who are in my circle they inspire me, they uplift me, they love me, um, and that is hugely important. Like, I'm all for sisterhood and queendom, like, that is what I represent. And my, so for example, my younger sister is my soulmate. And we talk about soulmates and things like that, like, it's always got to be in the context of a relationship, and I don't believe that. I believe that I asked God for my sister when I was 12 years old. And in that manifested my soulmate because we are best friends. Um, there's, a, you know, a, there's just so much strength and inspiration that I get. We inspire each other. We're there for each other, and I'm very, very grateful for that because, you know, none of us can exist in a bubble. None of us can exist alone. There's a lot we can do for ourselves, but when we, you know, when we really look at it, those connections is what really. Uh, keeps us going so I'm very very thankful for my sister my best friend um, I'm grateful for my mum for my grandmother you know they may not be here but I know they're still with me you know and that's the truth I'm very grateful for the women in my life um, 
I'm grateful for my health um, and that, you know, I wake up every morning and I'm able to do what I need to do. I struggle with it sometimes. I struggle with my energy levels. Some days with the depression, it's bad days. Some days it's good days. So I'm very, very grateful for the good days. And I like to say that most recently with a lot of work that I've done, I'm having more good days than bad days, you know? I'm very, very grateful for that. I don't, I don't ever take that for granted. Um, and thirdly, I am grateful for, this is going to sound really silly, but my, um, my cat is my... <laughs> he has been my Cats. isolation lockdown buddy. He drives me crazy. He's naughty as you can imagine, but I tell you what, I could not imagine life without him. And the love that you get from an animal, that unconditional love, is, is something very special. So I'm very thankful because if it wasn't for him, I would literally be talking to myself and the four walls. Mm. Um, I have full-on, full-blown conversations with <laughs> the cat, yeah? And I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say it. And he, and he responds and he talks back. So. <laughs> does he run around at 3 a.m.? I think he does. But at some point, I have to like close the bedroom door and lock him out because he just thinks he pays the bills around that place. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's time for me to have some me time now. <laughs> I'm loving the, the gratitude energy here. What about you, Bexie? What are you grateful for? I Three things. I'm grateful for... I'm grateful for breath. Like, I, I, I feel like the last couple of months, like it just took a moment for me to actually just sit and breathe mm. and there's something um beautiful about just sitting in like everyone thinks like you have to get over a moment or you have to be strong or you have to it's like no just sit there for a while it's okay to sit there for a while and breathe it in um so i'm grateful for breath i am grateful for my friends i have a lot pisces season was disgusting there's like so many birthdays there's like five six seven and i'm like i'm a sagittarius what where are all these pisces <laughs> coming from like <laughs> is there something in my moon in my <laughs> in my rising um yeah so i'm definitely grateful for my friends we had an amazing week just gone um miss yankee's birthday was on wednesday ah. uh, my friend natalie's birthday was on the same day and then nafi's birthday was on the thursday and today is woodsy's birthday happy birthday happy birthday to all the pisces yes definitely um so i'm definitely grateful for the friends um i feel like the third one is the same as the second one so i'm grateful for my friends but i'm grateful for finding a soul tribe so mm. like i feel like i definitely found my soul tribe and like 2020 to 2021 is where I really um, cultivated those relationships. So I cultivated my relationships with my soul tribe and I actually connected instead of doing the, I'm okay, I'm fine, don't look at me. Mm. <laughs> so instead of like sitting alone, I was sitting with my soul tribe. So I'm definitely grateful for making that connection. Mm. What about you, Ms. Anasinski? Uh, <laughs> The first thing that comes to mind, I'm grateful for really nice avocado breakfast that I had this morning mm. <laughs> that Gio made so for me. Important. So shout out to Gio if he's listening to this. <laughs> um, I think the second thing would be, I think the Connect workshop that I facilitate, Remind Over Matter, every Monday. It's become such a nice community and such a nice group of people that come and write together every Monday. And I'm really grateful for that, meeting a lot of people through that and just the energy of creating together. Um, and then I think the third thing would be my health, same as you, Nilofer. Yeah, I think something that we take for granted so easily, but 
I think this year has really reminded us yeah. how important it really Health is. Health is wealth. It definitely is. Without that, there's just, you know, not a lot that's possible. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I literally just did my blood test two days ago. So ah, all good. Well, yeah, great. I, I'm getting the results. Okay. Tomorrow. Well, that, that's a different show. Tune in <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the live results. <laughs> <laughs> Our next show. Yeah. So before we go into another little break, I also wanted to ask you, Nilofer, what is some advice that you received as a poet that has really helped you? Um, that's a very good question. And again, um, so the more you talk to me, the more you'll you'll find out that I don't always answer questions the way I should answer questions, right? So you'll ask me top three, and I'll find a way of giving you top five and getting two in there okay. beside somewhere. But um, advice that I was given. Um, one, one thing I was told recently, and actually it's funny because I always say that if you're not learning every day, like every day if you're not learning something new, then you're not growing, you're not evolving. So even if you've been doing something for a long time, doesn't mean you know everything. It doesn't mean you've seen every perspective. So I recently got told by another poet, um, it was advice on, you know, like even to this day, it doesn't matter how many times you do it, before I get up on stage, I always get nerves. Like mm -hmm. when I'm up there and doing I get into a zone and it's fine. But the, the moments before, there's like that, that nervous energy. And... Um, so another poet was talking about how you overcome that, um, you know, stage fight or, or, or taking a real, like, taking your space on that stage and owning it. And, you know, like, you hear those cliche things of, oh, imagine your audience naked and stuff like that, right? And I'm like, that never works for me because I don't want to see that, to be quite honest. Um, but he said something really interesting. He was like, where do you practice your poetry most? Right? Well, is it your bedroom? Is it your kitchen, for example? Yeah. And he goes, he said, for example, let's take the kitchen. If you practice your poetry most in your kitchen, when you go up on that stage, yeah, picture that whole entire room and that stage as your kitchen. Mm. And then all of a sudden, all that intimidation that you feel or eyes on me, or you don't, that goes away because you're, you're like, no, I'm in my space. It's just that these people are joining me this time. You know, like it's a different way of thinking about it. And I was like, I really like that. Like for people, especially people that are not used to performing and that are really nervous. You know, like when you get the host and they're like, okay, and we've got, you know, the next open micer, da -da -da, and you've got three minutes for your piece and then they call your name and you walk up and you're like, what the actual, you know what I mean? So I love that. I love these little tricks and tips that we can share with each other to be like, you know what? If it's three minutes you've got, own every millisecond of that three minutes and enjoy your time on the stage because that's your time. So that I loved. Um, and in terms of uh, other uh, the other two things, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's... I guess a lot of what I have learned in terms of poetry is like self-taught mm. rather than advice that I've been given. Um, yeah. And what I would say is that um, having, having talked to a lot of poets on the, on the current scene, for example, um, 
I've been getting different perspectives and a lot of people that want to get into, like say for example, they've been writing, but they haven't um, been performing or even in terms of lives, forget about being on an actual physical stage and they're like, oh, you know, just getting into it and what could you advise? And they're so worried about being liked. They're so worried about being popular. They're so worried about, you know, um, the, the audience reaction. And I'm like, I, I always say, I have never written for an audience. And I don't think I ever will. Like, I write for me, and I write from the heart, and I write with expression. And if that means that 10 people in the audience love it, great. If it's only one person that I've touched, even better. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, this not... Don't fall into that trap of it's a numbers game and how many likes you're getting and how many shares you're getting. We all love it. We all like that. Don't get me wrong. But be yourself. Like, honestly, be yourself. Because that's the beauty about poetry is there is no right and wrong. That's why I like it. I don't like, I don't like the black and white right and wrong. I like the gray areas and all the things in between the lines. That's, that's how my brain works. So, yeah, be yourself. Honestly, that's the biggest piece of advice I would share. Yeah, definitely. And like when you said gray areas, advice is like a whole gray area because like you can only give me advice from everyone everyone is projecting from their own opinion. Mm. So your advice is from what you perceive. Yeah. So how do you take that on board? That's where that gray area is. So it's so beautiful for you to say that because it made so much sense. I was here nodding. You guys can't see me <laughs> because it's not a video radio, but I was nodding heavily to everything that you were actually saying. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we are going to go into another musical interlude. We heard in the last musical break, Jules featuring the Golden Phoenix, We Never Run, and then Yossi did Nature Baby, and my current fave, Lay Speaks, with um, a hot take. How does he... You know what? I hate poets. They're so complicated with their names. See, Hot this is why I asked <laughs> you to read that part, because I don't know how the hell to how pronounce any of their stuff. You know what? Lay, message me. Send me a voice note and actually pronounce that song. Um, so the title is... Articulate. 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 Oh, he's smart. He's very he's smart. That's, that's wordplay right there. So that instead of articulate, smart. it's articulate. <laughs> <laughs> With a strong H. Um, so we're going to go play another three songs for you. Stay tuned. Enjoy. And hope to see you in 10, 15. <laughs> Lessons in patience and faith. And maintaining it. not an easy road. There is a difference between being patient and wasting time. I'm taking time to weigh the highs and weigh the lows and balance the center so faith can flow, so faith can float on waves of continuity, washing up on shores of surety, cleansing pores with purity, unlocking doors to war and peace. There's a time for everything you know. It is written. Am I forbidden from going where no feet have trod before? Of course not. Pioneering with tired staring, burst flat tires flaring. But I make it to my destination anyway, because challenges will arise. That's inevitable, irrevocable. The hurdles and the mountain ridges make for strong legs and strong cores. You've experienced some and there will be more. And life happens between each step. 
each fall, each rising, and growth happens when you learn not to trip over that same exact specific curb over and over again, and enlightenment happens when you realize that you'll never have to pass those trip-ups again because now, you're not just knowing better, you're doing better too. The past needs not be relived, that's why it's before and not to come. The future need not be overly anticipated because regardless of all of your plans, it is and always will be out of your hands. Of course, do what thou wilt to shape the life you wish to live. The building energy is potent, but remember it can all in fact change in a moment. Opponents, enemies and nemesis, revelation to genesis, we go back and forth as if we reside on the pendulum of grandfather's clock, suspended in a loop between the tick and the tock, until your ship docks and your feet touch land for the first time in a long time. Steadiness, steadfast, bedrock, grounded, but never limited. I'll still flow in situations that challenge me I manage me diplomatically Even through implications No matter the less said, I level up Living on blessings, you know it's rough If you don't work hard and play with gifts Don't pray with it, digression not good enough I'm flipping the script On what real wordsmithing is Composing concertos from what God says so This is from the heavens and God says so Keep blurred lines out of your vision I'm lit when I spit and I spit with precision I speak it and write it down so I can build up With a meal to sup and fill my cup My cup runneth There is an image of my father sitting on a chair in the centre of memories because there is a photograph I look at when facing life dilemmas. Although it is strange looking to him for guidance after continuing his cycle of absence. Sometimes in ambivalence I wonder would I have entered the revolving door of prison if he had been there to teach and listen. But then in the light of hindsight, I understand how no self-belief, low confidence and receiving no praise plays a very big part in offending. It's hard adapting to life when shy and having learning difficulties. So the little man hiding inside becomes a neglected child. And outside, put on fronts caused others to steer clear, but eventually after being buried for so long, my inner child could no longer quietly hide in silence and had to break through a defensive shell hardened by loss of a daughter, breakups, addiction, dyslexia, trauma. But once the tight grip imprisoning my heart began to slip, there was no turning back. Reaching beyond self-interest with a newfound hope, altruism, took courage I did not know I had. But I began speaking vocabulary from heart instead of harsh, marginalised conditionings. A new narrative was introduced, 
and my story started to change. In a dark place, I used support of arts as positive sources of light to heal relationships and help stay free from a dark chrysalis from which I struggled to emerge. And the more I used creativity to stay free, it was as a butterfly strengthening wings in supportive winds of change until becoming strong enough to take a leap of faith from a long branch of the past and into a new future where I began to plant seeds to grow new, sturdy, responsible trees. Do you follow? Do you follow? Do you follow? Follow, 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 follow. The dawning of a new day and the setting of an orange sun in a pink hazy sky. The mango trees sway in the breeze of a land untouched by human feet. Unspoiled are these places we hold true, but are never sure of their existence. Do you just exist in this parallel, on this planet we call Earth, with so many diverse creatures? Or is this simply an excuse to confuse yourself? of a child's laughter echoes in the ocean waves and the smile of a great-grandmother in the golden brown leaves of the autumn trees. The delicacy of a butterfly's wing and the mystery of the hummingbird suspension. How technology could never hope to be as clever as all of God's creation. all of God's creation. Japanese bonsai and cherry blossom, wild orchids and water lilies, procreation of a new life and the passing of the old, exchanging one dimension for the other. So where do we go when we're dreaming, I wonder? Ask the right questions, my child, and the answers you shall find, he told me. And so it is in these dreams that the truth is shown, the truth is known, far from the prying eyes of this prison existence, and once, in this high state of a supreme stream of consciousness, it can materialise, and I realise all the possibilities before me. or puzzle where every piece fits. It's only in this world that people try and fit into boxes, live in boxes, work in boxes, think in boxes, 
my stream of consciousness. The possibilities are unlimited and suddenly I have the ability to see around corners. The struggle suddenly becomes so simple and I'm back again in the land of saffron spices and Indian flutes, of African drums, African drums and storytellers who spoke the truth. Weaved in a tapestry of raw silk and imagination were colours and scenes of impossible creation. And as if by immaculate conception, my thoughts could run free in physical form, restricted by no one and nothing or false jurisdiction. Do you follow? beyond and seek veritas and speak this in tongues discover the scriptures for ancient texts vanish under sand and written with these words by my very hand desert dunes and mirages alchemists and andalusian shepherd boys all searching and crossing journeys the desert treats kings and beggars all the same. The desert then is like the eyes of God. You just heard some beautiful, beautiful sounds. Don't ever say that we're not good to you because we just gave you three fire tracks. You started with Poetica, titled Untitled, number 12. And then we had the sounds of Jason N. Smith Butterfly and the wonderful, beautiful guest that we have sitting right in front of me in my presence, <laughs> giving me her energy, Miss yeah. Nilofer Nova with her track, um, Do You Follow? And we're going to follow on the conversation for the next 20 minutes while we're still here, yes. Yes, so this is our last little talking section mm. of today, and I realized we haven't talked about your podcast. Yes, I know. Um, so just before we start, quick shout out to Tiger Sonic Records. Um, it's a small independent label, UK label, and um, Felix McIntosh is the producer on that track, Do You Follow? Um, and I wrote that track after reading The Alchemist. 
you know, just as a side note. Beautiful but book. um amazing book. That book. Yeah, it's mind blowing. I recommend if you have not read that book, what are you doing? Where have you been? Um Okay, so the podcast. I started a podcast in the beginning of twenty twenty. I wanted to start a podcast for a while and you know, it was one of those things where I was like stop wanting to do something and talking about it and thinking about it and actually make it happen. So January 2020, I started a podcast called The Beautiful Truth, um, and it can be found on all podcast streaming sites. So, you know, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. And the idea behind the podcast, the, w the reason why it's called The Beautiful Truth is because I interview creatives and people doing things in their field, um, and I like to call it ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Um, but the reason why I call it the beautiful truth is because I really want to get to the truth behind their journey. Uh, so, for example, in one of the episodes, I interview Purcell Ascot of Mandem on the Wall and Wall of Comedy Productions. And, you know, he said to me after doing the, the interview with me in the podcast, he was like, I've never been asked questions like that before. Like, I feel like all the interviews that I do are the same questions over and over again. And he said, I felt like I could really um, share my truth and, and, and share my journey. So there's a part where he shares on there where it's like, you know, a part of Mandem on the Wall, they did their big show at Hackney Empire, you know, thousands of followers on Instagram. He said, but what people didn't know is behind the scenes, we're all eating from one big Tupperware box of tuna pasta because that's all we could afford. We had no money. You know, it's things like that. It's the, it's the journey. And I also got to um, interview Sonia Hale, um, May she rest in peace. She passed away last year after battling, losing her fight with cancer. Phenomenal playwright. Um, and again, when you think of playwrights who are published and whose work is on the stage, you may have a perception that playwrights are from a very different world, you know, a very sort of middle class or privileged background. And actually she shares, I, I recorded it on location in Brixton where she lived. And she shares her journey of how when she was homeless, how when she was a sex worker, how when she was addicted to drugs, how her son got taken away, and how she turned that all around, yeah? So the, the interviews that I have on my podcast are absolutely phenomenal, you know? They are, they are real stories, they're real people, but they are inspiring, and hence the beautiful truth. That's so powerful. I think we need stories like that. We really need stories like that for inspiration and just to connect as human beings. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any like plans for the podcast of like where you want to take it or? Yeah. So the podcast w kind of went on pause because of COVID and logistics and, you know, production difficulties. And it's going to start up again. I'm thinking about, you know, uh, what I'm going to do with the format. Am I going to have a co-host maybe this time around, you know, uh, second season, let's say, of the yeah. podcast. You know, season one's in the bag. So we shall see. But it's definitely going to be, you know, I may even, I even might even do it format as a vlogcast. I think that's what they oh. call it, when you film it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more editing involved, though. So if anyone's listening who, you know, is wanting to get involved and who loves production and editing and all that stuff, DM me at Neelofer underscore Nova on Instagram. Um, and yeah, let's talk because production is not my thing. I like to host and ask the questions. So <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but it's definitely, it's definitely. We're gonna, I'm gonna relaunch, and we're gonna, we go, gonna go into season two, and I'm yet to interview a poet. So who is going to be the first poet in the interview chair? And watch this space. Do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Battlefield. <laughs> Uh, honestly, you do so many amazing things, Nilofer. You are so like well-rounded as a person. You have so much passion and energy that you bring into your work and the podcast and the workshops. And you're just a very inspiring guest. And I think it's been it, it's it's been such an honor to interview you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been yeah. a pleasure. I concur. <laughs> so, like for everyone that was listening and they've taken all your energy and they want to find out more, they're like thirsty for more, Nilofer. Yeah. Spell out your Instagram again, first of all. Okay, <laughs> sure. That's a very good point. So like, tell us what you've got coming up, where they can find you, how they can get more involved in your... Yeah, journey. so I I suppose I, out of all the social media, I use Instagram the most, um, only because it's, it's, it's a platform that I like the most, probably because it's a visual platform. I'm not on Facebook. Um, I do use Twitter, but not that much um but yeah so my instagram is at neelofer which is n double e l o f for freddy e r underscore nova n o v a and you can you know i pretty much update that daily you know you've got um live performances of mine uh, some video performances i also combine some of my poetry with visual art so that's all posted on there so yeah, you know, follow, subscribe, get in touch, all that good stuff. Yeah. And for any of you guys, if you want to follow Mind Over Matter and everything that we do, you can find us on Instagram and on YouTube. We would love it if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Super important for us. So Mind Over Matter, LDN on YouTube and on Instagram. And that's how you can stay up to date with us. We do have a weekly workshop, Connect Workshop, that's facilitated by me, Anna Sinski, and it's basically like a psychotherapeutic writing workshop where we do some mindfulness together. We do some meditations and some writing prompts. We explore different themes related to psychology, related to your mind. Um, so if you want to join us, that's every single Monday, 7 p.m. UK time. Um, yeah, and we also have an open mic every Tuesday, 7 p.m. UK time on Instagram. So if you write a beautiful piece during the workshop, you can then go perform it the next day. So it works perfectly. <laughs> but yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll find everything there. And we are going to finish off today's show by sharing a poem each. So we're going to start off with Nilo Fur, and then we're going to go to Bexy and me. Um, so enjoy. Okay, so um, this is a brand new piece. So this is exclusive. Exclusive. Um, Can we get that as a jingle every time? Exclusive. Um, maybe, not, maybe not my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so <coughs> this piece is actually, um, it's written about, um, it's very closely linked to kind of sums up everything that we've been talking about in terms of poetry and mental health. Um, and it's a piece called D-Hole. <coughs> in the dark depths of a D-Hole, you don't see any lights. Not even in broad daylight. You really struggle to see a way out. It's like trying to scream, but no sound comes out. Just breathing on those days is task enough, so forget about all the other stuff. 
Then the crippling anxiety of not being productive and active enough, not achieving, the lack of self-believing, look at everyone else functioning normally, highly functioning in their happy days, their jobs, their love lives, their workouts, their healthy progression and strives, their glowing skin and boundless energy. So then, why do I feel so blue? Why do I look so grey? Why do I feel so empty? No words for what I want to say and I don't have the energy to fight it and I don't have the energy to explain it. See, your idea of me hangs in the Saatchi gallery but what I am is more like walls full of Banksy's graffiti. It's not a matter of intellect or ability. My mind can dream things your mind couldn't even see. I'm just keeping it real and the truth often hurts. You wouldn't understand. Even if I tried to begin explaining, I have no motivation for anything, but I still care. I don't feel like I belong, but I'm still here. I won't go near substances because I've seen how that plays out, so I stay still so as not to rock my own boat. If I do, I might just drown. I'm not hungry, but I keep eating, so I feel heavier, making me sink lower in the stream of low self-esteem. No one sold this as a self-catering dream. Ask anyone, they will tell you. I'm full of life, I'm strong, I'm resilient, I'm confident, I speak my mind, and, and that's the needle for they know. They don't know the woman that I see, or rather prefer not to see, because I avoid mirrors. I don't want to see my own eyes looking back at me, because what would they tell me? Would I see the disappointment reflecting back at me? I'm harder on myself than anyone else can be. I fight my own demons and I pray to my own angels. I encourage them both and see it from both angles. This turmoil that exists inside is like the chaos of wars untold, invisible to the untrained eye because I smile when I say hi. I cancel plans and don't want to answer the phone, so I end up with the same thoughts still sitting at home and I don't want to feel lonely, but I can't pretend to be good company and I can't ask for help because I don't do asking and I can't give up because I promised myself I wouldn't and I don't make promises. On judgment day, if God asked me what did I do with my life, I want to be able to honestly say I did my best. Maybe tomorrow will be different if I can make it there. Can't think beyond that, though. Just more grey hairs, brain fog so cloudy. I feel like I'm stuck on repeat. My desk is so tidy. My writing is so neat. But these notebooks won't save me from the pages I bury myself in. Go for a walk. You'll feel better. Thanks for the advice. I know you mean well. If only the idea of a walk would unlock my mental cell. It's like trying to catch flies with a knife. You only cut air. One day these words might sit on someone else's shelf, giving them hope that someone lived their story and lived to tell the tale. Don't tell me you know what depression is just because you felt a little depressed. The chemical imbalance regressive and that's not even the real test, just holding on to the belief that I'm always blessed. I didn't sell my soul. I didn't give permission for my joy to be stolen. I want to be happy just as much as anyone else. And the other day I gave myself permission to cry. Like my own tears would form a lifeboat to take me to safety. I take the medication and I do the self-work. I try the therapy and some of it works. I just want a little time to catch up with myself. So when I'm well on the way to healing ground, I hope that I will hear my own laughter. Oh, how I miss that sound. So I tell myself, enjoy the good days when they come. Yes, I know it doesn't feel like it, but they will come. Enjoy the moments and make the memories. They may just be what you hold on to tightly the next time you fall into the D-hole.
Whoa. Wow. Is that what we're doing, yeah? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is that the oh levels that we're saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. It's like you gave us fire throughout the whole entire interview process today. And then you just dropped a Hiroshima bomb. Like Come you just on. just waited till the end Come to on. just like keep them waiting for more. <laughs> that was beautiful. That Thank was you. so beautiful. Thank I you. went through all of the emotions. Mm. I laughed. I smiled. I was like, oh, no, I'm lost my yeah. life. Wow. Mm. Facts. Um, so I'm going to attempt to follow that. <laughs> um, always beautiful. Your words are always amazing. <laughs> and you did mention you have a new piece. Yes, Love I do. I love that. Piece. So. Going with Again, the exclusive. 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 We're, we're so good to you guys. We're so good exclusive. to you. We give you all of the exclusive. Exclusive content. So make sure you tune in each and every single week. Sunday, one till three. Yeah. Pow, pow, pow. All right, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I started a... Um, I'm going to call... I'm, I'm in season one of um, my Instagram post. So follow me at bedroompoetry underscore... Um, so I'm doing these, I'm going to call them in real time. So I do free writes and then I record it while I'm doing it. And then I post it as a reel. So you yeah, get it. You, do you see what I did there? Smart, right? Thank you. <laughs> wait Amazing idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's called in real time. So follow me at bedroom poetry. And I literally did a free write with, um, our beautiful, beautiful host, Miss Yankee. Um, and she gave me a word. This was at like 4 a.m. Her and her twilight lights. So. I cannot believe my face has been smiling for as long as it has been. There's a level of me that's not seen what my eyes did the night before, the night before. I started crying for no reason. I wasn't even doing anything. I was just breathing. And then tears ran down my face. My space was filled with puddles made of colors that I've never seen before. I'm more of a mess and I ever knew I was because I've never really said this stuff out loud before. It might have come out once as a metaphor. Beethoven's score might have come close that one time, but I played it for you and you did not like it. And I don't know how to make you feel comfortable, so I don't. And then, and then misconceptions become inevitable. My presence somehow presents you with doubt. This resting face becomes an excuse for you to dog me out because you thought you had seen some stuff. It's like territory marked with piss that is not mine but kind of smells similar. But remember, a stop sign is only useful if you use it right. Right? Love. That was the... That. <laughs> love that. I love that that came from a free ride as well. Yeah, I it just is. Miss Yankee, she's Amazing. infamous for the 4 a.m. twilight rides. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And I love it that it was written in the middle of the yeah. night, you know, exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm also going to follow up on that vibe of exclusive content. <laughs> <laughs> also something um, exclusive. also written in the middle of the night is called The Shadow. It's quite short. I saw the universe in your eyes that night. Whole galaxies roaming through the depths of your smile, the planets locked in the palm of your hand. I saw my sadness reflected in your eyes, and I saw the years of grief somewhere underneath. I saw the anger growing somewhere within, and I saw the layer of my indecision I can't bear to look at in my own reflection. I saw the universe in your eyes that night, 
I saw my insecurity somewhere in the shadow of that judgment, and I saw my prejudice in the careless words flowing out. I saw the universe in your eyes that night. And as I look into the depths of that shadow, I watch myself fall, shedding narratives like old skin, crawling or tumbling or crumbling down. I'm free from the versions of myself that never held space for me at all, the me so carefully constructed for others. Empty validation, now falling on empty walls and crawling or tumbling or crumbling down. I saw the universe in your eyes that night. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? I saw the universe in your eyes. Really, really, Anna. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Thank you. Thank you know, you Anna, I was, um, was going to say, so we already said, like, in the downtime, when in the musical break, we've been talking, um, and you haven't heard us, so we've been talking about all sorts of things, and, you know, told we both said to Anna she should write a book, but what I will say to you now is, and you need to do an audio book or some kind of thing of, like, I could listen to you and it could be like guided meditation. Like, honestly, your voice is, use your voice because it has powers. <laughs> Soothing. <laughs> yeah. Soothing. Thank you. I think <laughs> I went into the universe that you described in the eyes when I closed my eyes. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. You know, that idea keeps following me around. Like, people keep telling me that. I think I, it, it, that's a sign from the universe. I think <laughs> you might know someone who, like, dabbles in production, yeah. maybe. <laughs> 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 I might, I might. <laughs> That's I'm true. Just saying, yeah. hashtag just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Speaking of hashtags, make sure you follow at Mind Over Matter LDN on Instagram because we have played a lot of bangers for you today. We had so many mu musical breaks. So make sure you follow us, get their names, get their contacts, keep in touch. And we are going to end this session today. It was so beautiful um, with two more songs um, so I just want to say thank you so much my name was Bexy Bex and it was a pleasure hosting Mind Over Matter London with you guys today and Anna Sinski yes thank you guys for tuning in and see you next month Yay. Thank, you. Um, thank you thank you for having me it's been amazing stay blessed everyone <laughs> You spend all your time getting faded I can't deny that I tried it was wasted Got no replies for the lies that you're saying When I get high find me flying where space is And I never wanna come back down Never wanna come back down Never wanna come back down Never wanna come back down. Never wanna come back down. Feet so far from the ground. Come like the beat for the sound. P's and Q's for the pound. Never wanna come back down. On my day off and I'm out. Used to have six G's in a round. Cause you know that the mindset stays on our mounts. No, no, no perspective. Text don't get the message. Out all night on a humble thing. But the man them get all reckless. Got front and back and extras Tried to chop it up on a deeper thing But found out got no connection Do you wanna take the lead? I got mouths to feed Blinders on so it's hard to see All my ops that I'm racing 
for wasting It's clear we keep having these grown conversations Days are shorter, my J's getting longer Will's getting stronger on this side And all I'm thinking is can I make a change When I'm so used to this life You spend all your time getting faded I can't deny that I tried it was wasted Got no replies for the lies that you're saying When I get high find me flying where space is And I never wanna come back down 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 Feet so far from the ground Come like the beat for the sound P's and Q's for the pound Never wanna come back down I'm a day off and I'm out Used to have six G's in a round Cause you know that the mindset stays on our mouths Don't ever wanna get complacent Got big goals and I gotta go chase it Climbing to the top so high that my mama got pride She could say I made it All the challenges I'm facing Got my G and he bust them cases No fear cause he showed me that pressure makes diamonds Now watch me demonstrate it Hold it steady Get the flame and I'm ready to set it off Cause we hot and the basket is heavy I got more options than a menu at a Chinese takeaway Got the tokens for the angst when they come and just fade away Never wanna come back down, these space caves got me out this world In fact, I'm living in a different realm Living in a different realm Feeling lighter is much better for my soul, you know And all you hoes that hold a black man down need to catch the holy ghost Never wanna come back down Never wanna come back down Never wanna come back down Never wanna come back You spend all your time getting faded I can't deny that I tried it was wasted Got no replies for the lies that you're saying When I get high find me flying where space is And I never wanna come back down Feet so far from the ground Come like the beat for the sound and cues for the pound Never wanna come back down I'm a day off and I'm out Used to have six G's in a round Cause you know that the mindset stays on our mounts Days are shorter My J's getting longer Will's getting stronger on this side And all I'm thinking is Can I make a change When I'm so used to this life Mother Earth does shed a tear 
Once the apex predator, now reduced to screams of fear. Enclosed within four walls, imprisoned in your head all day. Can't escape your own reflection. How did you become the prey? The lonely lion contemplated life before the cage. It dreams again of Africa and roaming open plains. Gazelle, zebra, and wildebeest were only ever food. But here they stand, my equals. Nature has changed all the rules. The orca swims around and round, imagining open ocean. Bored of this new circle of life, void of all emotion. His friends forgotten, foes have faded, longing to be free. The only wish he had was to feel the deep blue sea. The silverback gorilla, jungle king and herbivore. Wonders what mistakes it made, for he was not a predator. But still he's here, inside these walls, hunted for entertainment. The flashes of the cameras, signaling his own enslavement. The flightless penguin stands upon his pride rock made of ice. Gazing at the moon and stars long into the night The colony he knew before marked by the southern cross He missed the warmth, the huddle and the friends that he had lost Mother nature listened to the wind that held their cries And wanted to help ease the pain of their long forgotten lives because the times that they do once remember Now distant memories Life is not the same Regardless if you're wild or free First the breeze from Africa Called out to the lion You wouldn't feel the same today When you looked at the horizon The plains have gone Trash remains Buildings line the skies The world that you remember is now nothing more than lies You're wrong, replied the lion Startled to hear a voice That still sounds better than this place Don't I deserve a choice? Now freedom would be different I'd appreciate each day And just because the world's this way Doesn't mean that it can't change Then the ocean sung out to the orca Just how lucky you are here no threat of humans, motor boats, cleanest water I've seen in years. You get fed your food, no need to hunt the little fish that I have left. And no plastic in your tank or stomach, your old friends think you're blessed. Old mighty ocean, how wrong you are, the Yorker bellowed a reply. It sounds like you have lost all hope, but I am prepared to fight. My only wish is once again to swim your open seas A life of pain and suffering is worth it to be free Together we can clean your waters and make the humans care We need to make them understand you have enough food to share The ocean cried, you think the people who put you here will change? The orca smiled, for he believed balance will restore again. The great gorilla heard the forest calling out his name. Its loving words caressed his ears, trying to ease the pain. Almighty silverback, the 
jungle you called home. The trees are gone, soy remains, humans use the land to grow. But here you get your food, and here your life is easy. Beat your chest and pose and roam around your kingdom freely. There's no life for you outside, the world is not the same. No longer wild or running free, humans change the game. I don't care if there's no trees, the silverback exclaimed. I don't care if there's no food, there's no species that I blame. I just want to be free and escape out of this place. I'll always be a prisoner here, the outside world's my stage. The frosty gusts brought whispers of the South Antarctic life. It brought news of the lack of fish and rapid melting ice. The home that you remember has now become the sea. There's no life for you outside. You have no family. The penguin optimistic held his small head high. One day I'll escape this awful place and fulfill my dream to fly. A bird I am and fly I will. I'm not meant to be caged and I never like the cold. And don't need those ice caps anyway. The lion thought he'd been punished. The orca lost and confused. The penguin planning his new life, but the gorilla, he understood why he and all the others been placed inside this zoo all for show for one species these creatures were the view but the last few weeks were different no humans have been to stare no flashes from the cameras could feel the change was in the air he'd had this feeling once before when his world flipped upside down but knew that it was time for life to turn the tables round Nature had lost hope, but the animals still believed. They knew that one day soon they would once again be free. The day of man would falter, equilibrium would swing. Remembered how their own beliefs changed when they became victims. And now the humans are locked away. Hunters become the hunted. The silent killer reigning over is its nature's form of justice. The birds are singing, oceans thriving, life is taking back control. Will this open mankind's eyes? The answer's still unknown.